Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Your hosts are Becky Olson and Sharon Hennepin. Our show is here to help breast cancer patients, survivors, their friends and family with the resources, support, and inspiration they can use right now. Here are your hosts, Sharon and Becky. Welcome to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. My name is Becky Olson. I'm a three-time, 20-year breast cancer survivor. I'm also a professional speaker and the published author of The Hat That Saved My Life. Hi, and I'm Sharon Hennepin. I'm a 22-year breast cancer survivor. I'm also a certified life coach, the author of my upcoming book, Thriving Beyond Cancer. We're really excited to um, enjoy our new guest today, Patricia Varga. Patricia Varga is the founder and CEO of Women with Wings Foundation. Welcome, Patricia. Hey, how are you? Thank you for having me. Uh, it's oh. such a pleasure to join you this morning. Great. Well, we're we're excited. thrilled to have you. Yeah. yeah. Thank so you. let let me let me just have you kind of introduce yourself to the audience so um, they know as much about it as you do. Sure, um, I uh, started this five hundred one c three a number of years ago uh, to help cancer patients and chronic pain patients through their journey with cancer. It also extends to family members and, of course, um, providers because compassionate care is needed on both sides of. Um, the health uh, care equation, and over the years, the program has grown and uh, come to this body of knowledge I call Create to Heal, and the classes that I teach use all forms of art to galvanize the imagination and get patients and um, <clears throat> their support team from out of their head, where you've got that wow, 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 that really <laughs> negative thing going on, into this really calm, beautiful place in your heart. You're connecting into your heart and your own compassion for self, and you begin to create beautifully and see just the magic, the wisdom, and grace you have within yourself. Well, Patricia, before we go too far into what your program is, can you just take a minute and tell our audience about you and, you know, kind of your story and how you got going down this path? Sure, absolutely. Thank you. Um, I've always been a scribbler and a doodle, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> you just take big pieces of paper and all these different colored pens and mark them up and put words on a page. I also love poetry, and that placement of words on the page to me is just magic. It's just a, a wonderful self-expression. And during my mid-30s, um, I'm also no evidence of disease uh, for 20 years out, my doctor told me I needed surgery for endometrial cancer. And depending on what that surgery revealed, I was going to have chemotherapy. So, of course, when you hear those words, you have cancer, your life changes immediately. You're overwhelmed, (laughs) you're worried, as you well know, and you feel anxious and afraid, alone and isolated. And to alleviate uh, my fear and my confusion, of course, I reached out to my friends and my family, and ultimately, I found myself reaching out to myself through something I've done all my life, which is the journaling process. So I went back to this, you know, the scribbling and doodling on the quiet page, which helped me to process, to meditate, and just to feel better. Um, your hand moves across, you use different colors, your words are just tumbling out, and all of a sudden, you're doing silly things with smiley faces and shakes, and, <laughs> you know, you just feel like a kid again, but it gives you a sense of um, peace and perspective, and, you know, I'm going to be okay, I can do this. Um, it gives you a frame of reference. 
So the yeah. journaling I kept page by page and would look back over the weeks of this process and go, you know, I felt that a week ago, but look how far I've come. I feel much better mm-hmm. this week. So that makes sense. Uh, your words are very powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they really are. You know, I've never seen myself much as a journaler, um, but when I went through my journey, I kind of documented some of the timeline, you know, things. And what I ended up doing with that, and even though it wasn't really journaling, as I said, you know, at some point in time, I decided I wanted to create a little booklet that I could then give to cancer survivors. And that's kind of how I started was I had my timeline and I found that keeping that timeline was helpful to me because I'm kind of a linear person, you know, and and then being able to take some of that and then write creatively around it um, while I was still kind of recovering from all of that. It was, it was really helpful to me. So, you know, to your point, just kind of getting all that out is, is good. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a form of communication that puts words to something that's often horrifying and really hard yeah. to communicate, and that's the beauty of art. And I'm going to tell you, you're, that is such a p- perfect uh, example of the creative spirit within you. You may think of yourself as a linear creature, but you're also a highly creative person. <laughs> Beautiful thing. <laughs> well, Boy, I like that. <laughs> well, and I, when, you were t- when you were talking, Patricia, I really, um, I guess, uh, it resonated to me when you were a kid, you, you, you started doing this. And as adults, it's so funny because some of this actually gets like removed from our being right because oh well you're you need to be an adult now you know get you know get over this childish stuff and I love this whole new craze about you know the adult coloring books and things like that because again we're kind of touching that that child within us that was so innocent and creative and sometimes as we get older you know whether it's our parents or somebody has said well you're not a very good artist you know and so you don't you don't really tap into those things and that creativity that I think we all have you know, and Sharon, so Sharon, you have a um, Sharon, you have a big share of that creativity. I just want to say that. That's well, thank you, but <laughs> but again, I think we all kind of limit ourselves sometimes yeah. because of either something that somebody has said, or you know, we we don't know if we're doing it right. And the the bottom line is, there's really not a right or wrong way of doing it, right, Patricia? Exactly. I tell people in class. There's uh, no judgment for what uh, you write or what you create, only joy for the process. No judgment, only joy. And you are so spot on in terms of how we grow up, and we often replace some of our most precious talents, you know, this playfulness, this, you know, just being a goofy kid. Uh, we're replacing that for practical education, work, and <laughs> boring and stuff. Doing it. We got to be more. We got to do more. <laughs> you, you know, you guys. I have. To, this is bringing up something in me that I just got to kind of blurt it out here. So when I, you know. Sharon, to your point, sometimes we're kind of, our creativity gets nixed when we're young. Yeah. I carried around this story of a cl- of the clay monitor, the evil clay monitor, <laughs> from the time I was in preschool. Some things just stick with you. And this was a little girl who did not like me at all for whatever reason, and she skipped me when it came to her day to pass out clay. And so I had to go to the teacher and rat on her and tell him that I didn't get any clay, so he gave me some. And then I created what I thought was a little beautiful ring that it was... That was going to be my wedding ring. And when we were all supposed to show our our beautiful item that we created, 
she says, when it was my turn, she says out loud, she goes, that's stupid. And everybody started laughing. And it was, I think, and I carried that with me for crazy for a really long time, thinking I'm not creative because if I try to do something creative, it's going to be stupid. And I finally was able to let it go, thank the good Lord. (laughs) But, you know, Sharon knows I carried that because she's heard that story before. But, you know, you're right. Sometimes we just get this idea that we can't be creative, and yet it's in all of us to some degree and in different ways. So I appreciate you guys saying all that. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Well, we're all born creative, it's, and it's just a matter of reinvigorating that attitude. And often people will come to class and with their hands folded and say, I'm not creative. I can't do this. The only reason I'm here is because my doctor made me. I'm like, okay, we'll start <laughs> with that attitude. <laughs> I'm glad yeah. she gave you a prescription for this class. I love your doctor. <laughs> now, let's just start with a simple exercise. And before you know it, when you get out of your head and the I can't do it, bridge the gap to your heart where we're all kind and compassionate and loving and creative, then you just kind of let go. And the things that come out um, are quite amazing and remarkable. And then they're sharing in the class, which builds an incredible sense of community. And people feel safe enough in class that they, even if they think they're not creative, they they go ahead and, and speak their words aloud or show what they just created. And uh, people are like, wow, that's awesome. And then the next person shares and it builds this momentum, has a life of its own. And before you know it, everybody's feeling creative and connected and it's a joyful time. Oh, it sounds amazing. So tell me about your training or, you know, is there any specific training you've done or did you just take this as a natural thing that you do? Yeah, this, it's, a, it's a great question um, because I've, I've, I've got a background which lends itself to um, communication and writing and all the things that I love doing, but there's also the teacher and experience. And uh, I started off at Stanford University in communications and creative writing, and while I was there, I dabbled at the local radio station. They allowed me to be an, a local on-air person. I did PR for the athletic department. I actually worked for um, uh, the original women's sport magazine, which was being published across the street from campus. So I, I was in the, the writing part of things and the communication part of things. Went to Harvard, which has just a remarkable course in publishing, now being taught at Columbia Journalism School. And that set me on this uh, 30 years, I can't believe it's been 30 years, but it's been 30 (laughs) years of being in publishing and magazines and websites and um, uh, communications. And just, uh, you know, the the basic training has always been the writing. And then I went back to Art Center College of Design to enhance the visual communication skills. And that's where I learned more about art and the art impact, um, impact art has on communication. And that's when I set myself on this path of uh, greater doodles (laughs) and more expression and really (laughs) learning uh, the motion of art, the color of art. How do these things affect us? And um, all of this has been integrated into the classes that I teach. And, of course, the experience is invaluable. I was very fortunate early on to become connected with uh, a number of organizations that use art and violence. And then pivotal moment in my career with all this came when I was introduced to the director of cancer services at a hospital in Southern California. Mm-hmm. And she believed in using the healing art. So she gave me my first opportunity to work with cancer patients and their families. And I just went from there. That, that is, is amazing. Yep. Okay. 
Well, it sounds like it's been quite a journey, and it sounds like you're really living your passion, which that's the part we really love. Um, we've, we've figured that out through Breast Friends, and, um, and, and, and we really do encourage our ladies to, um, to, to figure out what they're really good at and also figure out what their passions are and then put them together. And that's exactly what it sounds like you've done, which is amazing. Thank you. Yes. That we all have a passion. We all have a sense of uh, creative endeavor, and sometimes we just need basic, useful tools to get us on our journey again. And it sounds like that's exactly what you do as well. Yeah, You're exactly. Inspiring and invigorating, and allowing them a sense of I can do this. Yes, exactly. So, so Patricia, a- I'm sorry, we only have a couple minutes to break, and I wanted mm-hmm. to ask you mm-hmm. a question. And I know you touched on it earlier, but I love the slogan that or the saying that you use: "Creativity gets us out of our heads and into our hearts, where healing begins." Can you explain that just quickly before we head out to break, and then we'll come back in and finish up with the section? Sure, absolutely. Um, I know we've all have uh, experienced the challenges of a overactive mind, and um, this plays right into mindfulness, which is a huge concern for most people today in meditation, and your mind can go 10 years out or, you know, 10 moments out and create this horrible, dire situation, and if you've been diagnosed with cancer and you get through the journey with cancer, then, of course, you're worried, is it going to come back? How am I going to survive again? And before you know it, you're so (laughs) ramped up. And uh, that mind needs to be quieted. So the techniques I use help you quiet that and go into a different place of meditation where you're really, Mm -hmm. truly connected to yourself. I tell people the minute you pick up your pen and put it to paper, you're connecting to you, the divine within you, the creator within you. And uh, it takes you to a place where your possibilities are limitless. All of a sudden, that I can't do this, oh my God, it's coming back, what's going to happen, is no longer there. It's in the backdrop. You know, it's um, interesting. Not at the forefront. No matter how long we're out from our cancer journey, every ache and pain sends us right back to that same mental place. And so if I'm hearing Mm -hmm. you right, one way to switch that is to start doing something creative because that that occupies your brain and then your heart can relax. Exactly. You're engaged in a different positive way. Even if you just turn on your favorite music, I will often have Handel's Messiah playing as people come into class. And why? Because it's positive. It's uplifting. (laughs) It's hallelujah. It engages your your heart and your soul and all of of a sudden you don't feel so bad. So that's that's all the healing arts are capable of doing this. Well, we're going to head out to break, and we'll pick this up on the other side. So if you are listening to our show live, please give us a call at 866-472-5792, and we'll be back in a minute. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. 
Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. are tuned into Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. To reach the program today, please call us at 1-866-472-5792. Again, that's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to our program. We've been talking about using creative arts in our healing of our bodies, mind, and spirit. And this is a special guest, Patricia Varga. She's the CEO of Women with Wings Foundation. Well, let's just pick up where we were be, uh, talking about before. Um, what What's the difference between what you do, Patricia, and traditional therapy? I mean, it sounds fascinating, um, but I was just kind of curious about, you know, where does traditional therapy fit in there? Thank you. Um, well, as we all know, traditional therapy is a useful tool. But a key difference for me in my program, Create to Heal, is that I do not diagnose. And I use a very integrative approach as there is no one form of chemo or protocol that heals all people with cancer. There's no one way of getting people into the creative process. So I have, over the years, developed something that has five components to it because people respond differently to uh, different things. And um, the body of what I do tunes people into their feelings and their emotions, and they communicate in a very positive, healthy way. I allow people to feel their feelings and emotions, but not overindulge. Um, It's in a very healthy way that restores the balance. They learn how to go through uh, the feelings of depression or sadness or fear or whatever it is to a higher ground, and they turn these things, they shift their perspective through art to a positive place where they feel better. I also rely, and I know you two do this as well, I rely heavily on a sense of humor. Humor is an incredible useful tool. Mm -hmm. And, of course, you know, patients and family members are dealing with one of the most serious illnesses of our time. It's, uh, according to Dr. Mukherjee, you know, the emperor of all uh, all maladies. Uh, He came out with the book, uh, The Definitive Guide to Cancer. It is the plague of our time. It is a mean fight. But there's also a softer, positive side to cancer. Patients will often say, cancer has been an opportunity for me to know myself better, to reinvigorate my family relationships. Uh, I now know what's truly important. I'm sure you've heard that a million times. But Oh, yeah. (laughs) Absolutely the truth. Uh, I am now grateful for every moment. And to a certain extent, they are grateful for cancer because it's shown them a different way of living and feeling and being. And uh, I'll give you two small uh, stories about sense of uh, humor that patients have. Um, I go back to this woman who was in one of my classes at Huntington Hospital years ago who came in and said, I'm I'm not creative. I don't want to do this. I'm only here because my doctor made me. Um, she started with that attitude, but over time, through her writing and her sense of humor, she began to blossom. And one day, we all came into class, and there she was, sitting, ready to go, and she had this incredible sign across her chest saying, under construction. 
everybody in the, the class is cracking up. That's marvelous. I love that. Oh, I have no breath, but I'm waiting for reconstructive surgery. Took it to a whole new level of um, humor, and everybody was just a, it just set the tone for a delightful time. You have to be have to have a sense of humor to get through some of these things. And a good friend of mine who's actually an oncology nurse, also a metatastic breast cancer survivor, used to go into chemo with these little sticky notes, and she would write in front of the nurses and uh, the technicians, this is all good stuff. This is such good (laughs) stuff. And she'd put the sticky notes on the chemo bag. (laughs) And just mm-hmm. sit there and go, mm, I'm meditating, I'm meditating. <laughs> and it was hysterical. You know, everybody in the room would start cracking up and her infusion, the other people getting infusion would crack up. So it just sets a tone for, uh, you know what, I'm going to handle this and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to beat this thing. So sense of humor, beautiful thing. Oh, it That's is absolutely. great. So you mentioned you have five, is it topics or five different core principles that you use with Create to Heal? Yes, there are uh, um, five defining areas that I teach and that I use, and I often use all five within a class. Um, Meditation and guided imagery is so important. Meditation really invigorates and galvanizes the creative process. It helps you with your imagination. Over the years, I've studied with many meditation teachers. I've studied with shamans on the power of guided uh, imagery. And I've even taken classes through uh, Deepak Chopra on uh, meditation. And we all know it's just an incredibly powerful tool that calms your breath, stills your mind, and gets you to just be present. And some people think, oh, my God, meditation, you've got to go live on a mountain for 10 years and study with a, 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 a priest, you know, to get this thing figured out. And I teach, you know, it's very simple. If you know how to breathe, breath is your life force. That's what we really need to do, and you can either close your eyes and breathe or have a soft focus before you, but if you follow your breath in and out and in and out before you know it, you are watching your thoughts go by. You are not your thoughts. Many people find the fact that, oh, I am my diagnosis. I am this. I am that. No, you're not. That is just a thought going through. Think of them on the grand highway of life, and you're just watching these cars <laughs> zoom by. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to engage. <laughs> yeah. You don't have you to know, engage. I, Before you know just, it, people are just breathing, and they're calming their yeah. breath, and they're feeling better, and then we go on a meditation. Hmm. That's great. So Patricia, just like, uh, just like I've always... Sorry. Just like I've always said, you know, my whole growing up life that I wasn't creative, I've also said many times that I'm not really great at meditation, but I am very good at guided imagery. And I think a mm-hmm. lot of cancer mm-hmm. patients can benefit from from that piece of what you just said. Because when I when I was going through my chemo, and I know Sharon had, had a vision as well, when I was going through my um, cancer treatment, when I was sitting in the chemo chair, and they were, you know, it takes hours to get all that stuff and, you know, but I would lay there with my eyes closed and I would visualize that what they were injecting into me was these teeny tiny little itty bitty soldiers with their rifles. And they were going into my bloodstream mm-hmm. and they were on a search and destroy mission looking for cancer cells and they would shoot it. And I would That's seriously brilliant. lay there brilliant. and imagine that happening. Mm-hmm. And it made the time go by faster. It made me feel like it was being more effective. 
And Sharon, your thing was was Pac-Man, right? Didn't you kind of? Yeah, (laughs) exactly. You know, of course, my kids were all into video games and stuff. So I remember, you know, using that same kind of um, imagery and just thinking of those little Pac-Man guys going, you know, gobble, gobble, gobble as they go. (laughs) Went through my bloodstream and looking for those. It's perfect. The guided imagery mm-hmm. allows you to take yourself to a, uh, a joyful, creative place. I, I often will use um, a flight of stairs where people go up the stairs, open a door, and they're out into their healing place, and they create and create this place of joy where they can go back to at any point in time. They see, they smell, they hear every little detail. And then they also can go down the flight of stairs and, and um, get in the boat and go through a river and they end up in their uh, creative healing place as well. So there are many ways of uh, opening that up and it's just it's what you've described as a perfect use of your imagination and guided imagery. Excellent. And um, motion is very important, whether you take a simple walk um, you're cleaning the dishes. Um, often people will say, you know, I was just in the shower and I had my aha moment. Well, it's that motion, that thing that you're doing, cleaning the cat litter box, for God's sakes, anything. It just takes you <laughs> to that different place where you feel better. So in class, I use the motion of hand across the page. And this goes back to there's no judgment, only joy for the process. Put one word down, one word becomes another word, another word, another word. Don't worry if they make sense. It will at some point in time. Just let your hand flow. And before you know it, there's that meditation of your hand going. Um, Walking in classroom, we've sometimes done just a simple walk or a simple yoga stretch to get going. But these are all very easy things to do. And, of course, music. Oh, my God, music, opera. These are the joys of life. Uh, Anything that's inspirational Anything that's calming, um, I'll often use uh, sounds from nature, ocean waves or or soft rainfall. People uh, respond to it. It's the quality of the tone. It's the quality of the sound. It just takes you to a different place. And um, then, of course, there's art. And I, I don't just mean art for art's sake, but looking at the motion of a piece of art, the colors, Colors are so vibrant, and they can take you to a different place. And I'll often bring in these um, ink-tense watercolor pencils. We've been doing mandalas in class, and you just scribble and doodle with these incredible colors, and you put a little bit of water on them. All of a sudden, they just emote this vibrancy, and patients in class go, oh, my God, look at that. And I go, oh, my God, yes, it's magic. So the the color is important. and, of course, inspirational messaging, any kind of poetry or poems, um, uh, short little haikus. Of course, that was redundant because haikus are short. Um, <laughs> coming up with your own little poem. Um, I'll often start patients with just pick a word in this moment that, um, that describes how you're feeling. Just pick something that you want to start writing about. And the, the usual words pop up, um, courage, sadness, uh, joy, fear, compassion, etc. And then they'll write, and they'll write, and they'll write, and then they'll read aloud. For example, one woman in class recently picked the word courage, and this is what she wrote. It's in my past. It's in my future. It's in my flesh. It takes the fear and pain away. It gives me passion. It gives me strength. It feeds my spirit. It makes me be me. 
So she took mm, those little words and summed them up and kept working them and, and kind of start large and then work down. And she wanted to develop her own prayer and her own mantra for her meditation practice. So from those words came, take the fear, take the pain, give me strength, give me my tears, so I may be all of me. Thank you. Mm. She read that aloud in class, and people were like, oh, my God, that's just touching. It's beautiful, and it encourages others. You know, simplicity um, of words, very, very important. So there you have it, the five five principles. So if a person person really wanted to get, you know, deep into this, I mean, you're not saying they have to do all five, but they need to, you know, find which of these kind of resonates with them and, can can you get by with one or two, or do you really need to oh, go absolutely. and do all five? You know, if you just did some guided meditation, even if you start with five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night, it's like anything in life. You begin to build your muscle memory, and five minutes becomes 10, 10 becomes 15, ah. and you you have an effortless approach to it. And why meditate? Well, it really does connect you to you, and you have more answers and wisdom within within than you can imagine. And yes, it's important, particularly with cancer, to listen to your team of doctors and the nurses and the, the, all that's uh, being um, shoved at you. But you also need to know you are your own best healer and your own best guide and own best wisdom. And meditation and some of these creative endeavors really help you get to that place. That's and great. What I li- and what I like to hear, too, is, again, quieting those crazies, those that I call it the committee that's in our head. <laughs> yeah. And yes, committee you're doing that. a good one. <laughs> yeah. You know, Stop I mean, yelling it's, at me. it's the doctors, it's your parents, it's your friends. You should have done that. You could have done that. Blah, 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 blah. You know, and, and of course you, um, your own mm-hmm. thoughts um, that are negative, that are scary. Um, it just kind of calms all those things. If I'm understanding you correctly. Absolutely. It calms it down and uh, empowers you. That's one of the things that I am constantly amazed about the creative process. It gives people personal power. It's Mm -hmm. as simple as that. I did this. I see this. I see myself Mm -hmm. more clearly. I see what I'm going through more clearly. I have a frame of reference. I can change my perspective. And it's as simple as some of these things we've been talking about. It doesn't, it doesn't command or demand a long, uh, arduous education. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, let me ask you a question because, you know, all of this like, just seems so amazingly positive and is really going to help people who are maybe really not feeling really good about their circumstances to just kind of put a more positive spin on their life, at least for that time being. But let me ask you this question. Is there? I mean, we've heard that it's that it leads to better health, but is there actually evidence-based research that supports that concept of using healing arts and cancer and serious illness? I mean, is there actual research about it? There is, and research has come a long way. I'm delighted to say that there are many studies, reports, and institutions now that support the use of what people call complementary complementary therapies or complementary care or an integrative approach to healing. And if you just look at meditation alone, uh, there are studies out there that show meditation induces heart disease, hypertension, and other stress-related disease. So much is related to stress. In mm-hmm. fact, um, 75 to 80% of all of our health care 
uh, bills and experiences are related back to stress. Um, you take a How, look what at percent? institutions. What, eight, did you say 80 percent? 75 to 80 uh, percent alone. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Um, heart crazy. disease, excuse me, hypertension, diabetes, cancer, all of these major diseases often are pinned back to how we experience stress. Um, and of course, if you feel more calm, it improves sleep. Sleep, as we all know, is like the bedrock or cornerstone of good health. And um, people like Deepak Chopra and other um, well-known doctors have done research on their own that show that mindfulness and meditation boost the immune system and improve your mental alertness. Um, you've got the Greater Good Science Center out of UC Berkeley. They're doing study after study on how gratitude, compassion, and mindfulness help us to cope with our daily challenges and to heal. You've got the Osher Center for Integrative Medicine at Vanderbilt. They've done tremendous studies in mindfulness meditation. Uh, There's the Center for Spirituality, Theology, and Health at Duke University. How does faith and courage and spirituality impact our healing process? And, of course, Stanford, Harvard, Princeton, Yale, all of the schools are now jumping in and taking a look at some of these. There's a woman named um, Ellen Langer who's been studying uh, mindfulness through Harvard for 25 years now and has written many books on it. So uh, there's tremendous uh, resources now. I've been gathering quite a few of these studies, um, and they're on the website. If anybody would like to take a look at them, you can search them on womenwwings.org uh, and uh, continue to collect from all the medical journals. And, and I'm on the net all the time looking for the latest piece of research. <laughs> That's great. Well, and, and I'm we- really glad to hear that there is some, um, you know, really concrete stuff because when we started Breast Friends, um, it was kind of, you know, there wasn't that much stuff about the, how important the emotional support is. Yeah, we knew um, intuitively, but we did. Know, absolutely. It was hard to back it up. And it was a little fluffy and it was a little hard to like, you know, prove that it really does help your well-being. And so I'm really encouraged that there's a little bit more of that, but then also um, proof that this really, there are physical benefits to what you're offering as well. That's amazing. It is indeed. Yeah, you know, the last 10 uh, years we've Patricia, come we're gonna, way. We're gonna, we're, we're going to take a break here in just a minute. Mm-hmm. So I just wanted to see if you can, if we can wrap up this segment really quickly because sure, we've got a lot more to go. <laughs> so um, so one, one more nutshell statement before we go out and then we're, we're going to come back. So, <laughs> Okay, well, we're going to go ahead and take a break. And we will, I'd love to have you call in if you have any questions. It's one 472 5792 And we'll be back in just a minute. Step into a healthier you. Voice America Health & Wellness. Thank you for listening today. Breast Friends needs your support. We rely on donations to keep our doors open and to keep this radio program alive. Please consider making a tax-deductible donation to Breast Friends. You can visit us at breastfriends.org. You can also like us on Facebook at Breast Friends of Oregon. Be sure to tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time for Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Visit breastfriends.org and contribute today. Explore the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. Join us each week for an informative program that will help you learn effective healing methods using natural remedies. Howard's guests include top researchers, authors, and experts who will share their views on a variety of natural products and healing methods that really work. Tune in to the power of natural healing with Howard Strauss. 
Mondays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. tuned into breast friends cancer support radio to reach the program today please call us at 1-866-472-5792 again that's 1-866-472-5792 you may also send an email to becky at breastfriends.org now back to the show well, welcome back. Um, we're with uh, P- Patricia Varga, CEO of Women with Wings. And, you know, Patricia, you've got so many wonderful things to talk about. And I just wanted to touch really quick before we um, move on is you, you talked about ca- compassionate care, care for yourself mm-hmm. as well as compassionate care through your doctor. So just touch on that for a minute and then we'll move on. Sure, thank you. Um, compassionate care is, in a, a very real sense, creativity, and it's a way of caring for yourself that is just kind and nurturing. Uh, taking a break, uh, having a cup of tea, making the cup of tea as a very mindful, almost like a little ceremony, um, going on a short walk. If you're going through cancer, so many things are uh, you know, out of your control, and you can't ask, well, why me? What, what happened? Did I do something wrong to get this? You've done absolutely nothing wrong, and part of the compassionate care is to realize that stuff happens in life, and you've got to give yourself a break, and the break comes in so many different ways, uh, whatever it is you enjoy. You talked about finding your uh, passion earlier on, and it could just be as simple as gardening, um, you know, pulling weeds. <laughs> you know, getting your hands on a piece of clay, as you were talking about, it releases tension and gives you a sense of accomplishment and joy. And that's compassionate care. And oddly enough, doctors and medical school uh, students are now beginning to understand from their perspective they need to take better care of themselves. I recently worked with some residents through the Geffen School, um, UCLA Medical School, on compassionate care. The young up-and-coming doctors realize that to survive the rigors of medicine in today's healthcare environment, they've got to do a better job of helping themselves. Um, they still are working these 24 to 30-hour shifts. They still have mm-hmm. 50 million things to do in a day. And their greatest challenge is just getting through it all. And we did some short guided meditation. We did a little bit of writing, a little bit of just talking about what they go through. And there's something about listening to another, whether it's your colleague, a patient, to yourself, one of the greatest gifts you can give to another person is just the silence of listening. Mm-hmm. Listening honors the person before you. They, they feel like they're being honored and respected and it just gives you a feeling of love and hope and compassion and it's really a simple thing. Um, and it's enlightened in your approach. You know that just being there is uh, quite important. I think more and more Doctors are learning that it's okay to hold a patient's hands, look them in the eyes, and say, how are you doing today? Indeed. (laughs) You know, I think there's a whole show we need to do on that topic. Oh, absolutely. And compassion fatigue, for sure. Uh Yeah, for sure. Listen, I want to ask you something, Patricia, that I just, you know, you've been doing this work for a long time, and I know that you have 
seen some personal um, benefits to you, whether it's emotional or whatever, what are you, what do you get out of teaching this class? And I'm not talking about the financial aspect. I'm talking about what do you Oh, yeah, no, no, no. Just as a human being on the planet, um, you get to see some of the most courageous people with tremendous strength. And I also see people uh, let their guard down and emote and write and create beautifully. And it's really, we're all in this life together. We're all in everything together. And um, to see the camaraderie, the compassion each person has for each other in this moment, it's really quite amazing. And I've um, been humbled so many times by working with people who are in a palliative or hospice care environment, and they know what's going, going on. They know what's facing them. And they've dug deep. They find courage and strength, and they're finding beauty in the remaining moments or days or weeks of their life, and they often will say, you know, I've had a good life. I'm at peace with what I've gone through, and I'm joyful to be in this moment talking to you about these things. Will you please listen to more about what I'm going through? And I, of course I will, but it's humbling <laughs> to see just how connected we all are. And for me, as a, as a person, it reminds me, obviously, going back to this very rote thing to say, but it reminds you on a day-to-day basis what is truly important. Is really Absolutely. chasing that thing that important? Is it, mm-hmm. it okay, I'm going to be five minutes late to a meeting, the traffic's bad. Oh, is the world coming to an end? I don't think <laughs> right. so. A, so no. it's really, it just brings you back to we're all human beings, we're all connected. And uh, a kindness, whether you smile at someone, whether you listen to them, you say, hey, how you doing? It's all a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I can imagine. I can imagine when you are working with these these patients and you see them kind of come out of their shell and they're really doing some amazing things. It's it's got to be pretty uplifting for you to see that. And what a what a miracle person you are to be able to bring that out. I think that's, you know, Sharon and I have a monthly program that we do at the prison and. You know, one of the things that we mm. really love about working with these women at the prison is, you know, they're in there and they think that everything's over and they dwell on their circumstances and it's pretty, pretty ugly. But we teach this like eight month or well, it's supposed to be like five to seven, but sometimes we, we get on a roll and <laughs> we, we end up taking a <laughs> couple extra months. But, um, but it's when they start coming to that point at the end where they're starting to really imagine what their life could be like when they start thinking creativity creatively, creatively, mm-hmm. <laughs> boy, I get so tongue-tied, About outside their life, the box, yeah. <laughs> you know, they get outside the box and they really start to envision what their life could be like and they just, they come alive and it's just so exciting, you know, to see that happen and you must get to see that on a, on a daily basis when you're working yeah, with these patients. Yeah, coming alive and uh, being joyful and that playful kid re-emerges, you go, wow! <laughs> no, that's yeah, it's pretty bad amazing. News. Yeah, and it's all about perspective, I think, too. So, so if we yeah, were interested in, if we were interested in experiencing your class, how would we attend something like this? Well, I've been teaching through the Providence Group. Um, I've just completed a series at um, Providence Cancer Center here in Portland, um, the Gleason Street um, campus, and I also continue to teach down at Providence Hood River. I'm 
beginning to explore other providers. So if a provider's listening and they'd like me to bring the program to them, um, please reach out to me through the website or my uh, phone number, which I can give out. Um, and if a patient would like me to start up a group for them through their provider, delighted to do it. Just, again, reach out to me and uh, I will uh, gladly take the call and see what we can do. The other thing is if you can't attend a class, um, I have several tools. One that's already developed is the Create to Heal mobile app, which is free to anyone. It takes the best of the meditations and the artwork and the inspirational messaging and music and packages it in um, uh, an easily format and can get it through Google Play or through iTunes Store. It's good for both the Android version and also the iOS version of uh, devices. Um, people have been using it uh, throughout a variety of cancer centers. It helps with, uh, obviously, reducing stress, but if you're going through six to eight hours of chemo, you want something else to do. It's it's very helpful pre- and post-surgery, and I've just seen people, um, even if you just listen to the guided meditation, it takes you on a journey and you write it out for yourself. And nice. Again, it's, uh, it's taking away from where you are in that moment. Uh, and I'm working on a book. Uh, create to heal the art of scribbling and doodling. I'm getting close to being finished, so that will be available as a resource as well. That's great. Right now, I just looked up the mobile app on my iPhone just to see how easy it was to find it, and it's super simple. What's so it called if, again? It's Thank called you. Create to Heal, and it's got create a little TM symbol after it. And when you get to that screen, it says Patricia Varga, and you can get it. And is it doesn't say if it's free or not. I'm as I guess it probably is, right? It's free, yes. Okay, awesome. And then you can install it. And I like your image on there. It's really pretty cool. So, yeah, Create to Heal, a mobile application for iPhone or Android. That's that's a great thing. And something Breast Friends has talked about doing is some kind of an app. We just got to figure out what we want and who we're going to get to do it. But maybe we'll talk about that (laughs) offline with you. But, um, no, I think... I think that's I think that's really great. So so they can actually participate then without actually having to attend a class. And the reason we're asking is because a exactly. lot of our listeners are you know they download this after the live show and they are coming from all over the world. So you know they're not able to attend your classes in Portland, but you know they there's still so much benefit from this even if they're not in the class. I presume is what what can they expect to see exactly. on this mobile app? How, how does the app work? Um, the the mobile app. Um, there's a, a uh, kind of like a, a manual that tells you how to use it. It's very intuitive, and most people I've um, seen today are very uh, uh, facile with their mobile devices. But at the top, there is um, the music player. There's 10 tracks. Uh, I use the music of two women that are just remarkable. One's a violinist, and the other is a harpist. And when they come together, the tonality is inspiring, soft, and gentle. And uh, you can listen to the music by itself. You also have the art, which you can turn on. And it's a specific type of art that I use called Ebru or Cloud Art. And it has a lot of motion and vibrant colors to it, which galvanize the creative uh, and imaginative process. And then, of course, you have the guided meditations at the bottom. Now, the player is designed so if you want to do one or two of the three or all three at the same time, you can easily figure that out. And then there's also something at the bottom called Message in the Moment, which uh, it's a fun little thing that I developed. You just pop, hit the button, and up comes an inspirational quote, and you can write from it or create from it. And there's probably about 60 or 70 of those in there. Each one is different. Um, so it's like taking a class. 
This is so well, cool. I just is. downloaded it. I just downloaded it. And while you're talking, I'm sitting here playing with it. And I actually hit that MIM button twice. And the second one was different than the first. Second one says, when you communicate from your heart, you hold the power to heal yourself, others, and ultimately the world. I love that. This is I a great that. app. So thank you really, for really, doing that. Yeah. I, well, I'm glad I have it on here. <laughs> I'm really excited yeah, too you. because uh, we're we're gonna most likely be developing something um, a collaboration with you with Breast Friends and I think this will be a really beautiful um, addition to what we already do and um, so it'll be really exciting to to you know further that in Breast Friends with our community so yeah it's great so well, we you. we only have about thank 3 you. minutes left until we actually have to close the program so let me ask you a couple of questions as long as we're kind of at this end of things how do you financially sustain your programs well thank you for asking uh, it's not always easy to talk about fundraising and writing grants and we rely on donations and i do get paid to teach um some of the products over time will be paid products like the book, but we do rely, as many people do, many foundations on the kindness of others. So that is uh, how I financially sustain myself. And, and are course, you a 501c3? Um, I, yes, I do 501c3 status, so okay. the donation good. is accepted by the IRS and Excellent. write it off. It's a tax write-off. Excellent. That's good to know because a lot of people say that they're nonprofit, but then they don't go that step to get it, and so that means your donations may or may not be tax deductible. So I'm glad that I'm glad that you are. And then, um, how if patients and providers do want to learn more about your program? I know that you gave us your website information earlier. Um, can you do you mind repeating it again? And this would be a good place no, to put no, your no, email too. You. Um, sure. It's womenwwings.org. So you've got the two W's in a row, womenwwings.org. And um, I'm delighted to give out my phone number if that's acceptable. Is that okay to do? Absolutely. You can if you don't mind getting phone phone calls. (laughs) I love phone calls. It's 646-403-7575. 626-403-7575. And you can access me through the contact page on the website. Okay. And do you have a Facebook page, too, for your business? Yes, uh, the Women's Wings Foundation Facebook page. Okay. And I believe we also have a LinkedIn profile. And you can access those through the homepage of the website. The mobile app is also easily accessed through the homepage of the website. Uh, It takes you directly to the download pages. Okay, great. Well, listen, we're going to be repeating the show tonight at 10 p.m. Pacific time. And then, of course, in about an hour, the show will be available through our archives. And so we'll be posting that on our Breast Friends website or Breast Friends Facebook page, excuse me. So we'd like to drive people to our Facebook page. And it is, if you go to Facebook, search for Breast Friends of Oregon. And that is our headquarters. And just so you all know, and we don't really talk about this much, but we have about another 30 seconds before we have to close. And I just want to let people know that we, you know, we do have three um, official offices. We are located with our headquarters here in Oregon. And then we have a Pennsylvania and Florida affiliate. And so it's Breast Friends of Oregon, Breast Friends of Pennsylvania, and Breast Friends of of Florida. And these are the three official Breast Friends organizations. And um, so we really would encourage you to join our our page, like us, uh, so you can follow what we're doing in these local areas. And we do have to go now, and we will be back next week. And until then, remember, there is always hope, and we're here to help you find it. See you next week. 
Thank you for listening to Breast Friends Cancer Support Radio. Please join Sharon Hannafin and Becky Olson again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. There is always hope and we'll help you find it. We'll talk again next time.